0: Today on Empowering Workplaces, we're talking to Corey Gorman, Director of Catering and Events for Eatertainment, about the value of in-person meetings and doing business face-to-face. Welcome to Empowering Workplaces, a show for everyone who wants to make work better and more fulfilling. We are your hosts, culture designer Maddie Grant and organizational psychologist Sonia Lucina. Join us in today's awesome conversation. Corey, hello. Welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you on today. So um, the value of doing business in person. This is obviously a big topic that has undergone just so much change in the last couple of years. Um, But before we get into it, um, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about your background and how you came to do the work that you're doing.
1: Sure, Maddie. Thanks for having me. Um, My name again is Corey Gorman. I work for Entertainment Special Events and Catering in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, I've been in the special events uh, industry, in particular in Toronto, for about 30 years. So very interesting topic. It's always been top of mind for everyone, um, but even more so now as we're resurging from coming back from something that we've never really been through before you know, as an industry, but also as a society. So it's been, yeah. it's been pretty, pretty interesting and the learnings are um, you know, sometimes exactly what we expected and sometimes not at all.
0: Yeah, so you told me that you've been in the industry for a long time and you've seen a lot of change <laughs> and a lot of trends and a lot of things come and go. Can you talk a little bit about you know some of that history
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been in the business, like I said, for about 30 years and have done everything from, you know, large corporate events, um, large uh, you know, incentive travel events that are happening in Toronto or outbound, um, weddings and, you know, events of all natures, um, some of the larger events in the city, you know, big music award festivals and things like that. That have all come with their learnings and uh, have had their different audiences and you know, different sets of challenges. Which we, it's part of. Um, I think what brings us into this industry and keeps us here is uh, you know wanting to solve the problems and make things better. Uh, but this has been a real transition for everybody. You know, um, we I think we're at a point in time where everybody was very comfortable getting together. Um, it was something that you know sometimes it was an expectation, sometimes it was just a great deep desire for that connection, and then to have it completely removed for such a dramatic period of time and for such an absolutely dramatic reason, Um, you know, the resurgence came with a lot of speculation from, you know, everybody in my industry, you know, will people want to get together? What will the motivation be like? You know, will they be afraid? Will they be afraid of, you you know, the big C or will they just not want to be around people in that same kind of social networking manner that we're very uh, used to you know designing and setting up and and orchestrating for them to ensure that their po- you know potential for conversations and networking and learning together um, was really the best possible that it could be for a group at any given time. Um, so here we are on the other side. And uh, again, yeah. lots and lots of of learnings. Um, and some surprising ones, I think that everybody in my business in particular was, you know, will people want to, like I had mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And the appetite is really dramatic. People are really inspired to get together and want to be with one another. Um, at least in Toronto, it's been incredibly uh, noticeable that you know people are willing to make the investment. They're willing to you know put the budgets together and create these environments that remind people of the advantage of being together and what they yeah. got out of being you know so connected as a as a team. We've proven that we can do it apart, and I think the real mandate now is just reminding people that we're stronger together and that they're stronger together, right? And there's a reason that we have workplaces and there's a reason we have work functions and a reason that we get together to collaborate and be creative and to innovate. Um, and I think there's a real craving for that. And then there's some, you know, reluctance from people who got, you know, comfortable working in a different manner through, um, through our lockdowns. Um, but I really see a, a huge kind of resurgence and celebration of the places that we are, Right. Instead of trying to fight mm-hmm. it, I, I can say that before there was this kind of want to create something almost fantastical or something, um, you know, that nobody had ever seen before. That still exists in a, in a big way. But I will say, especially in Toronto, which is such an incredibly diverse, um, you know, multicultural um, location, you know, with all these neighborhoods that are so thick and rich with culture yeah. um, without having to go really far away there's been this really incredible resurgence of people wanting to celebrate that diversity because I think that they've realized that through celebrating our neighborhoods and our diversity, um, you're celebrating your teams because our teams are equally as diverse as you know the city that we live in. So that, that was a very um, common theme for, for an ask for clients years ago was, you know, tastes of Toronto, streets of Toronto, you know, or Canada coast to coast. And it kind of disappeared for a while. Like I said, there was this, you know, want to build something other than, mm-hmm. you know, where we were. And there's this real passion um, to go back to, you know, celebrating our diversity and it, in tune with, you know, the culture in, in the corporate office and reminding everybody that, you know, they're all part of a team. It's It's been really incredible. And the statistics are, are very, very good. I mean, I, I would say from 2019, 20, the last quarter of 2019 and the last quarter of 2022, uh, 2022 was stronger, and 2023 is you know proving to be the same thing. And um, we've we've r- ridden through some extremely painful transitions, and yeah. uh, you know re- reintroducing ourselves to the kind of volume you know and our vendors and our support teams and everything. Um, but the the passion and the and the want to do it is is really still quite alive and well.
0: Yeah, so you've hit on a whole bunch of different themes in um, what you were just saying. So I want to dig into a, a few of them. Sure. Um, the The diversity piece, I think what is so fascinating about the way that we all went remote for so long is that it opened, it sort of shined a light on everybody's um, home, you know, where they lived yeah, originally, right? Mm-hmm. People like, inside of people's homes, their kids, their dogs, their cats, <laughs> you know, their plants, um, all of 100%. that kind of stuff. And and I think um, even though of course people, you know, there there was an evolution in the whole remote work thing mm-hmm. as well, yeah. that's that has also changed in a bunch of ways. But that idea that we are, you know, full human beings with families and you know pets and other activities, you know, that that we want to kind of keep as part of our, even our work environment, um, I think that's going to stay, right? That that window yeah. to your real full life, like, I think that's going to stay. So I'd love to hear if if you've seen some of that, or, you know, just some specific examples of how you might yeah. have seen some of that in some of the more, the corporate events that you've planned.
1: Oh, you've hit on such a key uh, point Maddie, honestly, um, I did say when you know we were in kind of the the real thick of lockdown, um, how astonished I was noticing how deeply I was connecting with my clients in a very different way because there were those moments of hang on, my cat's on my keyboard, you know, or yeah. <laughs> or you know, oh my, that was just my microwave. Don't worry, I was making tea or whatever it is. And it's a very it was a very intimate way to you know build a relationship and get to know people. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think I think people have brought that because. They have that level of familiarity, and they were comfortable in that way. In a way that yeah. they wouldn't have been if they were inviting their coworkers to their home, for example, yeah. which would never have happened, probably, or very rarely. Um, but because it was business, and because it was what we were, you know, kind of forced to adopt, there was this, you know, okay, this this is it, um, <laughs> and that, you know, and that real kind of stripping down of of the barriers. And I think that that's the beautiful part that if we can move that into the workplace that people will have an even stronger connection. You know, you'll have people meeting to walk their dogs at lunchtime or like whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. But I think that there's a real, I agree, there's a real want now that that identity is, is out there in the universe and it's been accepted. And, um, you know, and, and people understand that there is more to the person than sitting right in front of them. Um, I think that's actually changed the way people celebrate when they get together and the way that they collaborate. I think it's become much, much deeper in a non-forced way,
0: if you know what I mean. Yeah. So is it hard to plan for that, you know, as somebody who plans events or your team's, you know, plan events? Like, is it, is it difficult to kind of get some of that sense of like organic collaboration, but on purpose?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, and I, I hate to reference, you know, stereotypes, but I guess they are what they are. Um, the the one major change in events and the way that we're designing them in order to I would say foster and build up these more intimate kind of scenarios you know of of people actually really connecting as people as well as workers Um, there's lounges right like we've gone to like events have transformed from you know theater style seating very very stuffy to something much more comfortable much more conversational and much more Home-like, much more mm-hmm. relaxed, where people are invited to have conversations one-on-one, where they're in a much more relaxed, and they're not asked to just necessarily sit and watch as much. I would say it's much more participatory than it has been in the past, um, and people are gravitating towards that. Like you can see that there's a real impact that people are connecting further and deeper um, in those kind of more relaxed environments. You know, there's there's always a mandate and there's always a message that is trying to get, for the most part. That's trying to be delivered. But I think people are finding that if they allow the space for that kind of natural and real collaboration, that the message is is innate. It's almost like something mm-hmm. they don't have to, you know, put up on a PowerPoint anymore. It's something that just, you know, it's kind of a, yeah. a buzzword that just works its way through regular conversation.
0: It's been it's been very interesting. Have you seen a change in kind of internal corporate? meetings and how they organize, how those are organized?
1: Um, You're meaning my my clients, not necessarily my Your clients, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that they're doing a lot of, I mean, a lot of companies have made large investments in meeting space and event space in their own facilities for obvious reasons, right? I mean, it just, Mm -hmm. it, it does make sense, but I do notice a lot more movement to those spaces than there might have been before. Right, so you know they don't necessarily collaborate in boardrooms anymore. They collaborate in lounges. They collaborate in, you know, areas that are designed for you know food and beverage or a cup of coffee that kind of thing, where it's just a different type of collaboration. It's not quite as I don't want to say stuffy because you know everything has its purpose in in yeah. the right moment. But you know, I, I feel like the more welcoming you make the environment, the more you're going to get out of your teams. And the more connected your teams are going to feel to each other and to the work.
0: So I love what you're saying because I'm a culture consultant. So um, mm-hmm. I've done a lot of work around the hybrid workplace and um, organizations trying to get their staff back into the office, right? And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, the, like, people don't want to come back necessarily. Um, until there's a good reason, right? I don't want to come back to the office if it's just to sit on Zoom in my cube when I could be sitting yeah. on Zoom in on my sofa in my house and not yeah. muted an hour each way or whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah. But but yeah, so and there's large
1: there's large just a lot of investments. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Sorry, lot Maddie, of um
0: rethinking of the workplace. So if if the value of being in the in the office is collaboration, then how do you define collaboration? You know, what does that look like for you? Is it mostly building social relationships, in which case, maybe your office needs a much bigger cafeteria, you know, or and like eating area where lots of people can kind of gather, you know, all at once. Um, or is is it more about you know lots of pods and small groups and, you know, modular furniture that moves around? And you know, so it's just i I'm mm-hmm. just I love hearing this from your side because it's it's echoing mm-hmm. the things that I'm seeing companies the right who are thinking about it the right way, um, yeah, you know, yeah. really exploring. is, you know, and you were talking about these meeting spaces, like I think that's. Mm-hmm wonderful that, that companies yeah. are really rethinking their office space, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and
1: a, a lot of them that I'm dealing with now, they even hotel desks, you know, I, you know, being a person who prefers to work from the office than home, you know, I like my desk, but um, it, it, it creates this more fluid environment, right? Where like not everything isn't as fixed. Like there's no, no one staring at you, waiting for you to punch your card at nine o'clock and mm-hmm. punch it out at five o'clock it's much more fluid and it's much more focused on the work and the work becomes easier and oftentimes more effective when it's collaborative and when it, you know, is allowed to grow organically, you know, rather than in a predetermined structure. Um, I have several corporate clients actually speaking about attracting people back to the office um, who will, they're investing in like events for holidays, right, so it's Valentine's day, they'll set up a pop-up and we do, cute giveaway cookies or flowers or whatever it is, right? Like just something yeah. that they don't announce in advance. Even some of them that we're doing like a yoga and a cappuccino um, event for first thing in the morning, if you want to come out, they'll send out a quick invitation and uh, we'll set up, you know, like a latte station and they come in and they do yoga. So it's, I think people are just much more encouraged to celebrate the, the like the full breadth of what their employees are, right? Some people like, to do yoga some people like a coffee some people like a cookie some people you know but they're trying to make all of those things available just to remind people that they're part of a team and that the team that has hired them cares about them and cares about what they do and all of the renovations that i've seen so far there are definitely some pods like small you know private areas for people to have a conversation um, or network with one another but most of the spaces are wide open Hmm. wide open you know so one of my larger clients, um, they've taken over three floors of a large office tower and they are open. All three spaces are open to one another. Right. And that's, I think, again, just to encourage that fluidity and that movement, you know, through the space. So you're not as fixed. You know, you can yeah. you can move if you need to move or you can talk to Joe in accounting if that's what you know helps you motivate your ideas and move something forward so and I think as employers I think we're all just very very just focused on the work if the work is happening the way that the work is happening is not necessarily so important
0: yeah that's that is really good to hear I know here in DC there's a large percentage of the, our downtown office space that is still empty right people haven't come back right um, and so there's a big push by the mayor to try and sort of reimagine those office buildings and you know how, how to attract people back basically. But you do have to, I mean, I think this is exactly how they need to be thinking about it. You know, like yeah. how can people be um, celebrated and, and be collaborative and, you know, um, have the opportunity to meet with people they, they might not bump into normally if they're sitting in a cubicle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know yeah. all of those things that we've been talking about, you know, just on a citywide scale, right? <laughs> because yeah. um, what you don't want, of course, and I understand this for sure, is you don't want a downtown that's dormant and none of the shops can survive because there's not enough office workers, you know, to buy lunch. Like that's not yeah. cool.
1: <laughs> Nobody no. wants that.
0: But at the same time, exactly. I, it's yeah. not in my mind. It's not about. Bringing it back like it used to be before, I think that's a mistake. Yeah. It's like you have to sort of rethink it um, and yeah. imagine it for the future, right?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And I mean, I, and I will say, you know, um, you know, maybe it's my tenure in the industry, or or maybe it's just personal experience, uh, personal experience, or personal preference. There is nothing like meeting someone face to face. There is nothing like building that relationship and developing, you know, some form of connection. Where you become, you know, companions and and you know, um, and, and, and collaborators and people who you know help to to work on each other's problems together. Like my my business is supported by so many vendors that I could not do what I do without, um, and my relationship with them is is tremendously essential to my success. And uh, whenever possible, you know, those face to face interactions are priceless. They're just it's just a it's a different more intimate way to communicate and I think that you know the more we recognize that especially trying to apply that to the workspace uh, the more successful we're going to be that's you know yeah. the best ideas come out of you know collaboration and you know talking to people
0: with different perspectives so one thing that um, has come up a lot in my conversations around this topic is the idea of if you're if you're going to actually go in person, to an event, to the office, to a meeting, mm-hmm. to whatever. If it's if it's important enough to get you you know out of your house, <laughs> then it has to be worth it, right? Just like I was saying, it can't be you know commuting all this time just to sit in another cubicle, right? So um, it's true, from, very from true. From your perspective, yeah. are you seeing sort of more um, demand for um, kind of? I don't know what the adjective would be, but like what, what would make an event incentives incentives or just the way they're planned and conceived in order to really encourage people to, to attend. Cause I think there is still some reluctance or, or it just has to be worth it. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand that. I think that that's, and, and, and then you run into the conundrum as an employer, as whose value right like so Mm -hmm. do we give like maddie maddie values this and corey you know values this and tom values this so whose whose value takes priority what do you lean into right and i think the the answer is a combination of everybody's and 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 the one that prevails the one that you hear most most commonly so is it going to be a keynote speaker is it going to be um a special video from somewhere else that's only being broadcast in the office, like that's a, that's dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe people will, maybe people won't. And I, I do think that that that, that I, I have seen a couple of strategies that I, I don't feel were as successful as they may have been, um, where it was like surprise. So you know, if you show up, you know, one day you show up at the office, you know, for something that's important that you consider to have value, and there's a hot chocolate station in, in the lobby. Right. You know, just for you um, and, and trying to mix it up. So, you know, something is happening to the next week it's on Tuesday, next week it's on Monday, you know, so you never really know. So that there's that ongoing um, lore for something that gets old really quick. Yeah. Right? People are like that isn't the value. Yeah. that I was looking for right it was cute the first few times but now mm-hmm. that value for me is no longer there I can buy my own latte and, <laughs> uh, and my own cookie and you know still be on myself sofa very comfortable right so I think that that there has to be um, kind of a, a revisit of what the priorities are and and what because we no longer have the the mandate that you no know, that's part of my job we have we have to design something that is you know, this is why we need you here. And it has to be part of the team connection. Yeah, You know, that like these people aren't able to be as successful without your help. And, you know, to have your help, you need to be present.
0: Have you seen some really interesting ideas around team building specifically?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that they've evolved as much as they probably could, but I mean, I do have a lot of the same incentives and they seem to be picking up traction. And I think part of that, that's the dichotomy of of being at home. Because if you're at home, you're certainly not participating in a sushi making class or you know doing origami or learning something different, right? Like those are things that we either do with a group of friends, which is very, very common, or it seems to be something that we do with work colleagues, right? As something a little bit different that maybe shows a little bit of a different side of yourself too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say that they're probably more in circulation than they than they certainly have been, and participation is higher, you know, because yeah. I think that you know, doing your job from home is is one thing, and I think we've all proven that that can be successful to a certain degree for most people um, who sure. are, have that ability. But um, you don't you don't do an activity for yourself at home, you know. You don't drink wine and paint at home necessarily. You know, those are things that you know. Well, maybe some people would. With- <laughs> But yes, generally like, no. Sounds like
0: fun to me. <laughs> yes, but, um,
1: you don't you don't really plan plan those things meticulously for yourself necessarily, right? So I think that those things have a real advantage, especially like just to refer back to the conversation, the part of the conversation where we were talking about how differently we're getting to know people,
0: yeah.
1: because you know that that connection is so intimate that there's a real relationship and a real bond. I think that is that is made. Um, in in that kind of very strange, but very wonderful collaborative, you know, personal interaction or exchange that people really want to move into being together, you know, oh, that was so fun. And we talked for 20 minutes about our cats, you know, like, let's sign up for this thing at the office and we'll work work from there on Thursday. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think there's been a little bit of connection in a way that we wouldn't have been open to before.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that there's just a different understanding of the value of being in person. Like it's not just about mm-hmm. sitting around a table and having a meeting, right? Of course yeah. there's a lot of that also, but yeah. this whole idea that that just organic connections and conversations and you know these and and ways to bring more of ourselves mm-hmm. into the office. Um, yep. And different ideas for activities for getting to know each other. You know, these are all things yep. that existed. They all existed before. Right. Yeah. But I, I definitely think that there's just a, a deeper understanding of how valuable all of that stuff is um, for culture, for you know, yeah. building and maintaining and I think- culture.
1: Absolutely. And I think that that works from both sides. Like I said, you know, I think that, you know, there is a craving to get together with people, be it friends or be, you know, coworkers, when you've been at home for a couple of weeks, and, you know, you've basically been focused on, you know, just completing your tasks and getting your work done. Um, But I think that that is something else that emerges, this real appetite, like we are DNA wired to be with people, like it just makes us know it it makes us human it's what you know it's what motivates us forward is you know that that whole emotional and cultural and you know um whatever connection that is between human beings we're just we're just wired to be social you know and um weaving those two things because both of those are primal needs right like you need to we clearly need to work to support ourselves Mm -hmm. and you have that desire to want to with other people and celebrate and collaborate and be recognized and be heard and everybody has that, right? And uh, being able to marry the two of them together, I think is is going to be the real success that comes out of this. And I've I've been really inspired to see the change in culture, in particular, um, and engagement. Engagement yeah. is crazy. There's just events and particular companies that just have it. They just have it. They just have an employee engagement and connection it doesn't matter what they throw if it's a random thursday happy hour or whatever it is their their people go and they care and that's so special and so um inspiring to see you know that very very small investment Mm -hmm. overall when you look at it yeah um but just that recognition you know that you know we appreciate you and we're here for you it's uh it's, it's been pretty incredible. Like the buy-in has been substantial. I would say if I had to, you know, I'd say for the most part, it's incredibly successful.
0: Well, that's awesome. I was, I was going to ask you for a final thought yeah. as we're coming up on time, but that, that, oh. I think that was perfect. <laughs> Unless you have anything else you want to add, but I, I think that's no. so true. I love that so much. Perfect. I'm glad, I'm glad that, uh, that you do. And, um, I was happy to chat with you. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for coming on the podcast and um, to all our listeners. We'll see you next time. Your culture has changed since 2020. It's time for a culture assessment. Our work XO assessment measures eight culture markers that are super relevant to your ability to navigate constant change. Things like agility, transparency, collaboration, and inclusion. And it tells you whether you have the archetypal culture patterns that might be holding you back. In just a 15-minute email survey, you'll learn actionable insights to help you thrive in today's environment. Get yours today. Learn more at PropelNow.co